it's always it's always a privilege talking shop with another coach, mate. You know, kind of shooting the shit, shooting the breeze about training philosophies, about journeys getting there, and even just talking shit about football, right? Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me on, mate. This is it's your thing as much as it is mine. You know, there's always a seat here, man. You can say whatever you want. Why? Why did you? Why did you start coaching? Why did I start coaching? Uh, it kind of started happened randomly. Um, so I was going to the gym, just normal stuff. Uh, this is back in 2013, and the the gym that I was going to, like I was coaching at the gym, it was just like, oh, let me just get my level one, like a random thing. And then uh, the gym that I was coaching at had like a regional team, and I played American football from since I moved to America and it was a lot of like weightlifting and strength strength training so I would say like that's kind of like what my background is in so I was able to help out a little bit with um some of those regional athletes because back then like information was a little bit slower there was not a lot of like knowledge there was a lot of like bad I don't want to say bad coaching so I don't think my gym had bad coaching but uh, I was just able to offer something a little bit different and a little bit better. And then once they all came back from like, uh, they all came back from regional, they did not great. So everybody was like super motivated to get better. And then that's kind of when I kind of took the lead and started um, working with people one-on-one. Oh, so it's more of a one-on-one type uh, scenario rather than classes? Yeah. I mean, I've, I've been coaching classes since 2013. I still coach classes. I coach one class now, but uh, yeah, I've been coaching classes the whole time. But I would say even from the beginning, most of my time was spent working with people one-on-one. Yeah, It's quite funny, right, seeing the evolution. And it's also a beautiful thing, you know. It's a little bit, or it was a little bit disorganized. And it's like, you know, just everyday, everyday folk just want to come in and just like throw down, right, and go fucking hard. It was like, hey, guys, like, I'm going to give you all a grenade, but I'm going to take the pin out and let's see what happens when it goes off. And you're like, well, yeah. this is great, you know, but if we want to be able to, one, professionalize the coaching scene, you know, if, as I said, you and I working within it, and then professionalize the the sport scene in terms of the athlete, then we need to structure it a little bit more, right? And, and constantly varied, 100%, but it needs to be applied in a little bit more of a structured format. And, uh, yeah, I've seen, uh, obviously, both of us have seen the uh, evolution of that. And I think I think it's a beautiful thing. You know, it started off as this kind of like goldmine frontier of, oh, what is going on? Like somebody's just throwing kettlebells above their head. They're training like 20 sessions in a week. This is not smart. What's going on? But they're really fit. How do we do this? And then you just see, you know, as structure comes in and people start peaking for certain competitions, you know, you see everything exponentially grow, right? And I think that also also occurs on our side of the fence, on the coaching side as well. At least, um, you know, when we walk into yeah, the room. Yeah, I'm, and- I'm kind of like looking at, I want to, there to be a bigger gap between the athlete and the, the exerciser, I would say, right? It's like, it's not the same in order for, the sport to be like more legitimate. I think there needs to be a bigger gap. I mean, it's at the end of the day, it's exercising, right? You can you can yeah. say it's exercising, but 
there needs to be like a clear difference. Like, I don't think the workouts should be the same that you do in the classes. Like it kind of bugs me when gyms just follow like, uh, like a, like a, a competitor's programming and they just prescribe that to like all their members. It's like, well, they can't do a fucking pull up, but you're prescribing like 20 bar muscles, but cool. We'll scale down and we'll keep scaling forever. Um, so even, even from the beginning, like I was always, I was always like privy to like people doing like what's right for them and not just doing things just for the sake of doing it. Um, I do think that things have gotten much better, even like the, the competitors programming out there when they do their affiliate programming, they're a little bit smarter about like the volume that they're prescribing and what type of movements are prescribing. There's a little bit more emphasis on like building foundations and like zone two is like, huge at the moment which is fantastic because overall we're all improving like the fitness space but at at beginning it was it was wild like what stuff people were doing like some so many like rotator cuff injuries and blown achilles just from like i don't think it was malicious but people just not knowing any better yeah yeah go hard and everything else comes secondary to that yeah exactly exactly And I think yeah, you know, even even now when I program for my gym, it's like people have like to them a good workout is like Murph. Like they want to do like uh, Murph yeah. every day. And I'm like, yeah. yeah, that's a bad idea. We're not gonna do that. Yeah. Um but I think the better coaches can be at like explaining the process and like creating a vision for their athletes, whether it's classes or if it's a athlete, like a one on one athlete the more buy-in you can create just by being able to like explain to them like, okay, this is where we're at and this is where we're trying to go. And this is what it's going to look like along the way. Um, That's a really easy way to create retention is just having, knowing exactly what the process is like and then being able to express that to the client. I couldn't fucking agree, agree more with that. You know, like it's not only about skill acquisition of being able to like hold a handstand, do a wall walk, you know, pirouette, whatever, whatever, to snatch a barbell, even if it's just a, a training bar, for example. It's like, no, maybe it's neurological as well of like, okay, well, over time, strength is going to end up going up or like aerobic capacity will end up going up. And here's the kind of undulating um, uh, year that we're going to go out and, and we're going to peak for this and we can go really hard and on Memorial Day we'll do Murph and yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like, you know, yeah. you're not going to get a 45-minute absolute beaster uh, every week and you're not going to do Fran-esque type sprint till your lungs bleed every week. It's like, no, 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 no. Like, how how are we getting better here? And I love the example that you use of we got 20 bar muscle-ups in a workout today, team, and it's like, oh, yeah, cool. We're well, going to do box slopes and I think that's great for yeah um a small period of time you know it's it's good for the the confidence you know it's cool you are okay minute but like you can barely do a horizontal ring row never mind a strict pull-up why are we then right. throwing you over this bar like the integrity of your shoulder joint is piss poor you know it's a wet noodle why are we chucking you over there you know and it's yeah. um yeah I think we as a unit of um, coaches, you know, worldwide, I think we all have to, I guess, regress in terms of the GPP so then we can progress. We can take one step back so we can take 
three or four steps forward rather than just, yeah, yeah, cool. Let's just keep beasting you because we will, yeah. we will lose people. And you, you made a great point. That's how you increase retention. I agree a hundred percent. I'm in. Do you think there's like what percentage of like good coaches to bad coaches do you think are out there? If you had to put it like worldwide. And I mean, like just fitness coaches, like global gym, like everything, not even. Oh, wow. Coaches. Oh, wow. That's a big pill. So the way. I, yeah, I coached in a lot of different places, right? I've coached in. Mm -hmm. Oh, fuck. Probably uh, around 30 different places, right? A lot of CrossFit gyms are coached in uh, leisure centers, uh, D1 University for uh, swimming and all that type of bullshit, right? Yeah. And the way I kind of paint the picture to somebody who might be a five-year-old of knowledge when it comes to the fitness industry is it's really easy to get into, but it's really fucking hard to get great at. Like to be an exceptional coach, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievably hard. The th things that you have to think about and the things that you have to do daily is really fucking hard. However, the barrier to entry to get your PT cert or to get your level one or to get whatever is so damn simple that I think we have saturated the foundation of there's, pull a number out my ass, you know, a million probably isn't, maybe more, maybe less, whatever. There's a million right. coaches out there that probably shouldn't be coaches, right? And I think we need to stop dishing out the term and the name coach. I think we need to dish out the term instructor or trainer or intern, and then you have to develop and earn the right to be called coach, right? Because as we both know, it's a completely different ballgame. You know, somebody who's 20 minutes into the fitness industry compared to yourself you're called the same thing. You're both called coach. And I think right. that does them and you a disservice and the members and the athletes and the clients coming in. I think it. I think there needs to be a bit of a, a more of a progressive system involved. You know, you see it in the corporate scene and I don't think we need to go more corporate, um, but I yeah. think it needs to be a bit more of a, a system to develop. So it's it's difficult to, to say Percentage-wise, but, mate, I have seen some iffy shit in, uh, yeah, in some I gyms. The, I think the, the biggest thing is even, like, I don't mind how easy it is for coaches to get in because, like, it's, like, an easy path. If you're passionate about fitness and you want to share that passion with other people, fantastic, right? Um, the The tough part for me is, because people want clients and like unless you're working at a gym that's just feeding you feeding you clients or working for a company that's just mm. feeding you clients you kind of have to like market yourself right and the way to market yourself is to do weird shit that catches people's attention and then <laughs> now the general public thinks that doing weird shit is how you get whatever it is that they're trying to get that's going to make them happier right whether it's like abs or to lose 10 pounds or to jump super high right it's like no one's gonna go to the gym and just say i'm gonna do five by five back squats anymore right it's like it's too boring mm -hmm. um i think that's and like have you been on tiktok and seen, seen like tiktok fitness trends mate i uh 
I deleted it. It's I had a different, to get rid of it. It's a different world. I had to get rid like, of it, mate. Yeah, TikTok fitness trends, I think it's probably worse than like Instagram. At least like Instagram, there's not as much of it, but it is it is chaos on TikTok. And it's great because it's getting more people into fitness, right? With the way obesity is like climbing and everything. Yeah. But at the same time, I think I think it's it's up to people to find out like what's a good like who sounds like they know what they're actually talking about and mm. like discern for them for themselves like the advice that they're receiving. Just like everything else, right? Like there's advice on everything. It's just up to you to like figure out what's the right information and what you need to take in and what you need to dismiss. Mm-hmm. You know, I think the problem is, is in this industry, uh, there is so many friggin' egos. Like there is so many narcissistic, egotistical bastards that like to wear the shirt and have all their eyes on them. And that gets in the way of collaborating with other coaches to then learn. So we all look skilled, right? I'm a big believer in a rising tide lifts all ships. And I'm a massive believer in we're as coaches on the planet, we're not in competition with each other. We're in collaboration, right? And we're supposed to cooperate with one another. And how the hell do we help everyone? You know, there's like 8 billion people on the planet, right? It's like, I can't help right. all them. Neither can you. Right. Together right. we can help a little more. Right. And you're going to know shit that I'm not, and I'll know shit that you don't. And it's like, cool, let's, let's help some people. That's why we got into this thing. Right. And I think, um, I think the ego gets in the way sometimes and it's like, no, no, fuck that person. Fuck that gym. And you're like, no, we're all doing the same stuff. You know, we're all trying to help somebody, sure. you know, and even let's, let's, let's take it into the sport realm. Really? Okay. Fittest man on, and, and fittest woman and fittest team and fittest adaptive and fittest whatever on earth. Okay. CrossFit as a sport. We've, we're all trying to find the same thing. What is the human body truly capable of? We're trying to find the same thing. Uh, I, don't, I don't know, man. You think CrossFit is trying to find the, like, the human limit? And when, within the parameters that they've defined, yes. Yeah, but why does the standard, like, change every year? Like, That's where bureaucracy comes in, right? I, I think they're trying to make money, uh, which is fine. Just say you're trying to make money, and more money is good. Athletes can get paid, coaches can get paid. I agree. Physical therapists can get paid, sponsors can get paid. So I I I don't like the the title of like the fittest on earth because it's like the fittest crossfitter on earth. Yes. Fantastic. Cause there's yeah. people that are capable of doing like different things. Um I I do think that the way the sport is moving it needs to prioritize making money before it prioritizes like trying to find the fittest on earth. Cause I don't, I don't think that should be the priority. I think finding money to, to bring into the sport would do a lot more good than truly making it about fitness. And I don't think it has been about fitness. I think it started that way, but like late, lately it's been veering away from that. What, what makes you say that? Uh, so if you look at the way it started, right, it was just a group of people. Anybody was invited to go 
sign up for this competition and then they can do this competition. It was small back then they could do that. And then as it grew, they divided the they divided the planet into different sec sections and regions and then they decided from there. Um, the reason I say it's more about making money and less about finding the fittest on earth is because one, the workouts change every year. I don't know what that adds. Like if it's about finding the fittest, define what the fittest is, like set the events, send the events out. Let's see who's the best at training for it and who can be the best. Like it's the Olympics, like you're not changing the hundred meter dash. You're not changing the hurdles. Like the events are set in most sports, right? Um, so like I, I don't like the moving target of the workout's going to be different and look, we have these super awesome engineers and they just designed this super new awesome thing that you get, you guys get to like figure out on the fly and like figure out how to do it. Uh, and then the, the biggest thing is why is the general public included in what is now a sport? Right? I think the, yeah, I think it should be completely different. I think the open is the open. If you want to do the open, fantastic. And then have something completely different uh, for the people trying to move on from the sport. And I think all of those events should be like live events and not online because you mm. can. Agreed. You can essentially, um, you can essentially get away with a lot in the comfort of your home gym. And a lot of people do. Uh, but I think there's enough competitions out there to do that to where you could have like, I don't know, like a, a thousand people in each country basically be like pro athletes and then move on to like stage by stage and then make their way to the cross Um But that's, that's just my opinion. I mean, it's so from my perspective. Mate, this is what this thing is. This is what a conversation is, right? You, you, you voice your perspective honestly. Fuck. Like, like I think uh, conflicting ideas is a good thing because we all reach, we all walk different paths, right? And we all see different things. You know, we're okay. on we're on two sides of a fence. Okay, well, your yours might be green and mine might be red, but we're both looking at a fucking fence. You know, yeah. and um, I think I think that's gonna. I think that's going to occur, man. But I think that will be, you know, as everything, everything takes time, right? And I think sure. there will have to be a little bit more of a separation, which I think will be good on both sides. You know, you you will make um, more pro athletes. You can actually, buddy, pay your bills and get like a, uh, a pension plan sorted, and you get uh, insurance and all that nonsense, rather than like, oh, if you get hurt, see ya. You're like, well, right. what, that the training, you know. Eight hours a day, 40 hours a week, more, whatever. You know, you, you've got to be able to protect these people and their family. And then I think it's also going to help um, the everyday folk coming in. Man. You know, I think we do need to take a little step back. You know, just going back to what we were saying about, do we really need a bar muscle? You know, I was having a conversation yesterday and uh, with, a, with a lady and she had a um, one of her vertebrae, two of her vertebrae in her, in her neck fused. And basically she came with a... Well, fire conversation came up with it oh yeah i'm probably never gonna like handstand again but that's okay handstand push-ups are probably out but that's okay yeah. but you know and you're like yeah of course it's okay like you're still going to be right. able to express yourself 
in all these different ways and your fitness is going to go up. You're going to feel better outside of the gym. You can do cool shit. Your confidence is high. Yeah, man, your quality of life is still going to be high. I'm not going to be like, sorry, you're not hitting the standard of a handstand pushup to go into the open. I was like, fuck, do something else, right. man. Like we can do, right. we can do different. We can, we can change this thing. Um, and yeah, I think more people doing it and to your point, the more money it makes, the wider it spreads. The wider it spreads, the more people do it. The more people do it, the bigger the separation between the spot and the the, the general pop, which, again, I want to say, I think is a good thing. For sure. For sure. We can not, agree there. Not saying the amateur athlete can't be a thing. There's still Sunday league football, but we're never going to play no, in the Premier League. Sure. You know, you can go to a local comp and do the thing. and yeah, No, no problem. Have fun. See, yourself, see how much you can push yourself. 100%. What we're talking about is the blurred line between, you know, amateur, let's be honest, because semi-pro doesn't really exist in CrossFit, amateur and professional. I was like, no, we need right. those bad boys to be a little bit larger, you know. For sure. Yeah, I think yeah, it's good. I, 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 think I, it's good I, do, I do think like a like a pro card or something along those lines mm. where you've completed a certain amount of like events or have shown like a certain capacity like earned you that pro card and it, it gives people something to shoot for. Like, even if you're amateur, it's like, it's not a moving target every year. It's like, yeah. okay, this is what I have to do. And this is what I have to get to. And then uh, with that pro card comes like some benefits, even if you can't pay all of your bills with it, if it can afford you like a little bit more leeway to where, you now don't need a full-time job and you can have like a part-time job or anything yeah. that helps. Um, I think that's beneficial. So I do think there's a lot of really fit athletes out there that just need to make money and can't prioritize CrossFit. You and I have seen plenty, right? Yeah. And there's, it's simply hard. Like the reason you see the, the I think the one of the bigger reasons you see the same faces at the CrossFit Games every year, yes, they're 100% super talented, very gifted athletes, probably have been successful in other sports, right? And they work really hard. But a bigger reason is probably because it's really hard to compete with them when they don't have the same stressors that someone else might have, yeah. like having to pay a bill or having to, I don't know, take care of your family or whatever, whatever the case may be like. I think, yes, they earned it. I'm not saying they didn't earn that right, mm -hmm. but it's really hard to knock them off because they are, they have a slight advantage there. That's where you see, you know, college kids uh, surpass everybody, right? Because, you know, they, they study and then they train. And that's kind of mm -hmm. it. They either live at, live at home or they live in halls of residence or they do whatever and they got a little bit more time. And it's, it seems like, if there's any time in your life that you're going to roll the dice, it will be between those late years because then you got to go get a real job, right? Quote unquote, real job, whatever that is. Right. And then I think uh, like you and I, we wear trainers and tracky bottoms to, to work each day, put our hoods up and then crack on top, call people bastards. But um, I think it's also going to bleed off into our profession as well. On the other side of the coin, you know, we get not a pro card, but you know, I, I often think about, is a level one enough to open a gym, CrossFit gym? And I would like to see it be a level two. 
Reason being, level one is a methodology. I do think, yeah, okay, you know it. If you know it back and forth, you know what this thing is, mint. But we've not done anything about application yet and the actual art of coaching. And that is a difficult thing, right? We can say all the shit we want in the world, but if we can't cause the athlete in front of us to make a positive change, then we're shit. We're not good. Yeah. We're not a good coach. And that's where yeah. the level two comes in, right? And you're just like, okay, well, I mean, um, I've not done all the level twos, but the, 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 the coaches there were bloody fantastic. We spent so much time on it. And I'm like, you know what? This is the best thing that I've done in terms of qualification-wise because we we broke it down and we got into the nuance and we heard a lot of, it depends. And you're like, oh, why does right. it depend? Well, it depends on this variables. You're like, oh, okay, cool. And you can go back and apply it, right? I think we need, uh, we should have to see at least a level two to open a CrossFit gym. Because if we want to increase the whole standard across the globe, then we've got to talk about the application of it. No, for sure. I, I agree with that. Um, I don't, I don't, I, I don't think you need a, you should need a level one to open a gym. Cause I, I feel like that's business. Like you should have like a level two coach there as mm -hmm. like, part of the person that allows you to keep your affiliation um, mm. or something along that, those lines where someone on your staff at least can like pass down information and impact everyone else. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with you. Like it has gotten better. There's not as many shit gyms out there. Cause I think we've like, if you have a bad gym with bad coaching, chances are you're probably bad at business and all those yeah. things. Yeah. So you probably like ran your business into the ground uh, one way or another. So I think there's a lot less of that. And there's a lot more of like gym actually taking this seriously and like it's mm -hmm. their livelihood and trying to like offer a quality product. Um, but obviously there's always room for improvement. 100%. Right. How do we get better? Yeah. Yeah, I think I think about it all the time. Like, how the fuck do we get better? You know, because ultimately, we help more people. For sure, sounds good For to sure. me. Yeah, you know, in whatever capacity. Yeah, cool. What do you want to do? I want to play competitive tiddlywinks. Yeah, man. How do I help? You know, <laughs> you know what, what, whatever it is, man. I think it's. Uh, is I think it's a right way to tiddlywinks like something in New Zealand. That's like that's <laughs> thing. No, it's like the uh, it's the UK where you got to like. Bounce a coin into a into a cup. Some bullshit. Oh, that that thing. I've seen it. Okay. Yeah, some weird fucking British thing. Some old thing. You know what I mean? There's weird people over there on that tiny island. It's cold, man. We've got to uh, <laughs> we've got to entertain ourselves. <laughs> I mean, what whatever whatever keeps you entertained, right? Whatever floats your boat, mate. You know what I mean? Yeah, brother. I got three questions. Yeah. What's the greatest piece of life advice you've ever received? Be yourself. What's the worst? The worst? I don't know. I don't I don't think about I wouldn't remember that. Uh the worst. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's I don't good. think I receive I don't receive uh, bad advice often because I, I take it all 
and hear it all. So I don't, I don't think there's anything is such a thing as bad advice, mm. unless someone's telling you to go kill somebody. But yeah, unless it's blatantly obvious. Yeah, probably don't cross that line. Yeah, that'd be a good one. <laughs> that'd be a good one. What are the three words you would tell your younger self? Three words? Yeah, man. The time is now. Um, anytime, like, you think about, like, your, your former self or younger self, it's like, oh, I wish I would have done this. I would have taken this seriously. I wish I would have started this. So I think making the most of the opportunities that we have in the present um, it's probably the most difficult thing because we're either stuck in the past or thinking about the future. Um, so I think something along the lines of like the time is now or yeah, the time is now sounds good. Brother, thank you so much, man. Thank you, sir. Thanks for having me on. Mate, I can't wait to come visit your gym. Come on, bring bring your bring your shorts and your non your non cold gear because it doesn't get very cold. You can come in like if you come in like January or February, we'll probably have like a freeze and the whole state will shut down and it'll be perfect, perfect. for you. Perfect. I'll probably bring the freeze. It'll be like fucking Mr. Frost from uh from Batman. I was like there you, there you go. What is this blonde guy? Kick him out. The whole fucking state's frozen. Dude, when it when it freezes here, like it's bad. Like pipes freeze and so the whole state shuts down. It's not, it's not good. Um, luckily, we only have one every like five to six years. But, wow. Um, it's, it's pretty been swampy, a while, so right? Probably do... Yeah, it's just wet and cold. Mm. Very, very humid. Wow. I don't think I've ever seen a swamp. Um, it, it's just a dirty river or dirty creek. Right. I'm going to try and we're going to try and make the games next year fingers crossed yeah um and uh we'll have to come on over once it's done we'll get a beer For do sure. some fitness talk some shit try and learn some things sounds and, good man. uh when in rome do as the romans do when in exactly. louisiana do as the louisianans do you know what i mean exactly let's do it exactly bro. i like it mate you have a great day and we'll uh, speak soon brother thank you so much all right alex take care thanks man take it easy Bye, everybody.